Now, every week we are joined on the line by uh, my broadband editor at large, Jan Vermeel, and to chat about all things uh, tech and everything that's happening in the social media space. And today I'd like to talk about a problem I'm not sure can be easily solved. Uh, South Africa's experienced a bit of a, dra- a, brain dra- a brain drain of its most skilled workers. And according to some stats, 70% of all immigrants from South Africa were to countries such as the UK. I think that that might change a little bit now that the prime minister has re- uh, resigned. Canada, Australia and New Zealand. And they say that it's better to understand how many people are leaving South Africa. And most researchers supplement stats, essay data with statistics from the immigrant. Uh, immigrants destination countries and they found that stats SA had significantly undercounted immigrants numbers and that's according to Africa Check, uh, the 2019 report on businesstech.co.za now these are alarming stats and there's many many people leaving South Africa to go and seek work elsewhere to go seek better opportunities maybe they've qualified as something I've spoken about it before my brother-in-law he was basically unemployed for about three years um, and he had to leave South Africa to go and seek work in the field that he qualified for in Germany. And that's where he got it. That's where he's living now. That's where he started a family. That's where he's happy. But it's very, very sad. And it's very, very sad stats indeed. Jan, good morning. How are you doing? Good morning. Yes, it's a bit of a sad topic to start the morning with, but an important one. It is. It is a very, very important one. But according to your research, according to the stats that you found and the reports that you've done on mybroadband.co.za, why is this happening? Right. So there's a there's a couple of reasons. And, and as you said, there's, there's a number of stats looking at this with Africa Check also weighing in and saying that uh, it's difficult to verify the numbers, but some interesting uh, statistics coming out of um, out of uh, moving companies. When you speak to moving companies and property agents, they're the ones who have sort of uh, boots on the ground uh, conversations, you know, and, and and information. Sorry, boots on the ground information from conversations with uh, folks who are you know putting their homes in the market and leaving the country. And so, Carte Blanche, uh, for example, uh, recently. Um, that, you know, looked at a, uh, an estate agent survey um, in a, one of its programs and um, chatted to a removals company. Um, uh, uh, they, they spoke to Bidolf CEO Owen Famere. Um, uh, then they said that in 2013, uh, they were bringing back 15 people from South Africa for every 10 who were leaving. Um, and since then, they've seen a noticeable swing in that. So they reckon at this stage, about 45% more people are leaving the country than in 2015. Um, the most popular destinations, obviously, being, as you said, United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, and the U.S. Um, and so uh, for, the, you know, for the first time, they're talking about a swing where there's, there's more people, they're taking more people out than are coming back. Um, well, not for the first time, but for, for the last few, a while now. And so, um, as, you, as you said, we conducted a survey uh, and uh, in, in, in the survey, it wasn't the only reason we conducted the survey. One of the questions we asked in the survey was, are you considering leaving the country? And uh, a significant proportion uh, of the respondents, so we had 3,055 uh, respondents, um, all of whom are IT, professions, are IT professionals of some sort uh, in the country. And uh, of them, 46% said they are they are considering leaving the country. The main reason being political and economic concerns, um, and that that actually outweighed uh, crime by a significant a significant amount. Um, crime still ranked highly, 
Um, but political and economic concerns uh, was far higher on the list uh, than crime was. Um, and then third place, better living standards, fourth place, and this is some um, some anecdotal evidence I can add to this, better future for my children. Mm. Um, the, the, the conversations I have with, uh, with people who are moving who are also parents, that is their overriding reason. So while uh, the, the political and economic situation in South Africa um, does weigh on them, they're really concerned about the state of education in the country. And so that, that becomes, it sort of becomes an, a, a major overriding factor where they go, you know what, all things, all things considered and everything else off the table, if it was just the education situation, I would leave. Um, and so everything else just kind of heaps onto that. Those stats are very alarming. Now, if I could ask you, and if you could just be a little bit honest with us this morning, uh, have you ever considered emigrating, moving elsewhere, go seek a job and opportunity somewhere else? Yes, yes, uh, um, of course. Uh, not, not for not for the reasons uh, on this list, but but purely out of opportunity. Mm. Um, it's not that the job prospects are better, or that I'll necessarily have a better living standard overseas. Um, but um, but certainly uh, there are opportunities, um, especially in in North America and Europe. Um, and if you know if you can speak, if you can speak Russian or Japanese uh, even more so um, in, in in certain industries that they just aren't in in uh, South Africa or in the southern hemisphere in general mm. uh, and so you know I, i'm I'm a person who works in the technology industry man Silicon Valley calls. <laughs> Now, if we look a little bit at the sectors which are affected, I spoke about my brother-in-law. He's in the IT industry and he struggled for three years to get work here. He just went on a holiday in Germany uh, to go and visit a girl he was dating who eventually became his wife. And uh, they got a job opportunity just like that. He couldn't yep. take it. He had to apply for a working visa. And that took about a year and a half. When he got back to Germany, the job was still there, still available for him. So that opportunity was there for him. But if we look at sectors, that's the IT sector. We know that it's very, very crammed up in South Africa. We know that the many journalists are unemployed as well because there's not many jobs for them. Uh, the pool's very small and there's many fish swimming in it. Which right. sectors are affected when we talk about the brain drain? Right. Um, uh, unfortunately, journalists who find themselves unemployed, that, that seems to be a problem globally. Uh, and so no, no, no luck there, uh, unfortunately. But you'd be surprised of the scarce skills lists um, all over the world. So um, in, in, uh, in, in a number of countries, Canada in particular comes to mind, uh, where they want truck drivers. And so, uh, so like, uh, imagine, imagine South Africa's truck drivers are leaving in droves. Really? Uh, to, truck to drivers? Canada because the truck drivers. There's so um, many of them know, just hovering know, around here. Yeah, you, you know the jokes that the American late night uh, hosts always tell. Trevor Noah amongst them. Yeah. Um, you know where where all the you know the, all the jobs the locals don't want to do uh, go to immigrants. It's it's pretty much like that. You know the you know the the, the locals might not um, want to be truckers, and you know it's not it's not seen as a particularly glamorous profession. But there's good money to be had in there, good good opportunity to be had in there, and there are countries in the world. Where um, where they don't have enough people to just drive the amount of trucks that they need to move stuff from one end of the country to the other. Canada is a massive country, so it, it actually makes a lot of sense. And then if you look at you know elsewhere in the world, um, you know for the longest time, artisans were in huge demand in in places like Australia. I believe the demand has slacked off a little bit, but there's still a tremendous demand for people like electricians, plumbers, welders. 
Um, so you don't necessarily have to be, um, you know, a, a, a highly uh, professionally trained person, just a highly skilled person. Um, and I say just, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, I don't mean the just in that, in that way. I mean, uh, you know, people attach uh, a lot of prestige and, and uh, social mobility to things like being a doctor or lawyer. Hmm. Um, but in fact, uh, you can have a trade and earn more money and have greater opportunity in some cases. Um, but yes, I mean, still, these countries also want our doctors and uh, not so much our lawyers because it's so, it's so difficult to practice. But um, the lawyers can find work over there as well if you're willing to sit their, their version of the board exams, the, the, you know, the bar exams and so on. Uh, you can definitely move over. Um, and so, uh, you know, we're, we're looking at, at losing, at losing everything. Um, well, I say um, I don't want it to come a- across as too panicky, but certainly we're, lo- we're looking at losing skills, not only amongst our doctors and engineers and scientists, people who have trained for years and years and years and are highly skilled, um, but also people that we need for, for the, the very functioning and the bedrock of our country, builders, welders, truck drivers. Um, there, there's tremendous opportunity for folks um, with skills overseas, and and certainly South Africans being generally uh, fluent in English, uh, we are quite quite in demand. But talking about that fluency in English, I was speaking to someone recently talking about Canada, and this person's a doctor wanting to get into Canada as well. And us mm. being English, your first language could be English. You still have to go through a English exam before you can get into Canada. Yes. Yes, yes. And so some countries have systems where if you can prove that you've had your education in English, um, you know, you, you can you can be exempt from that. But yes, um, there are there are rigorous. It's not like you just walk into the country before mm. you can get the work permits or the permanent residency, um, uh, you know, uh, visa or, or permit. Uh, you have to go through a, a pretty grueling process. It involves writing tests. Um, filling in massive amounts of paperwork, getting things like unabridged birth certificates and marriage certificates. So it's not a, uh, pretty much like your, your friend from Germany um, story. It, it's a year and a half process. It can you know, quite easily be that long. And so, yes, Canada um, requires you to, to do a, a language test. There's, there's two different ones you can take, only one of which is available in South Africa. And there's currently quite a lot of unhappiness around it, the IELTS test. Um, and so, uh, yes, you, and you've got to score a certain minimum amount on that test. Uh, there's like a, there's a verbal component and a written component. And so you've got to score highly across all the components of that test uh, to be granted a, a, um, a permanent residency uh, in, in that country um, or to be, to be given uh, specifically permanent residency. Um, so things might be different um, if, you, if you get a job off and, and the, the working permit. But ultimately, you do have to prove fluency in English one way or another. If you have just joined in on the conversation, I'm in conversation now with uh, Jan Vermeel and he's the editor at large at mybroadband.co.za and we're currently talking about uh, alarming stats when it comes to the South African brain drain. Many people leaving the country, seeking opportunities, seeking maybe safety, uh, trying to escape the politics here in South Africa and Jan talking about the politics, we're going to touch on it a little bit when it comes to is it going to ease off when we talk about the brain drain and us just getting out of our local government elections. Um, But if you want to weigh in on the conversation, you can 
call us on 021-446-0567 if you would like to weigh in, if you'd like to talk about maybe you are someone living abroad and you are working abroad and uh, you found the opportunity there. You are someone who's using your skills somewhere else instead of South Africa. We're not judging you for that. You, you went out and you looked for work here maybe, but you found a better opportunity abroad for yourself and for your family. Uh, you can give us a call on that number. Alternatively, you can also send us a WhatsApp text or voice message on 0725671567. Now, Jan, I spoke about it. The general elections which took place on the 8th mm-hmm. of May, we now had the swearing in of our parliamentarians as well as in the Western Cape legislature here in Cape Town. And we also had the presidential election. Uh, Cyril Ramaphosa is now the president. Do you think that this will ease off anytime soon with uh, the politics looking kind of fine at the moment? I don't see it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a technology journalist, not a political journalist, but certainly from an IT perspective, I don't see it letting off unless President Ramaphosa does does something drastic um, to, to change um, the, the government's current approach to stuff. People are scared of um, of talk of, of uh, you know pro- taking property away without compensation, mm. um, and 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 people um, are, you know are scared of the the, the high crime rate. Um, but more than anything, um, you know, there, there's there's plenty of South Africans who were willing to hold on um, on on a promise on on just a bit of hope. But uh, the economic situation in the country has become such. Uh, that that people are going, you know what, I don't know that my pension is safe Mm. in this country anymore. Will I have a secure retirement if I decide to pin my hopes and my future on South Africa? Um, If I, if I have children in the next, in the next year, um, or or if I have children and they're about to enter school or they're about to enter high school or about to enter university, you know, what are my priorities like? And so um, we're talking about things that have gone wrong on just multiple stages of of South African society and the the South African government. Um, The the, the fees must fall, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, movement. While I empathize tremendously uh, with students, I used to be one. (laughs) So so I get it. Um, The... The, you know, it, it did tremendous damage um, in terms of, uh, you know, people's attitude um, and towards people's confidence in the education system in South Africa, particularly the tertiary. You know, it was still OK, you know, um, for, for primary and secondary schooling uh, standards to, to slip. Um, I mean, but that's also reached the breaking point now. Um, but when tertiary education came under fire, I think a lot of parents looked at that and said, oh, so this far, no further. You know, there's still some hopeful uh, private or semi-private primary and secondary schooling. You know, if you sell a kidney or, or three, um, and 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 put your kids through through private schools, but um, you know, at, for universities, your your choices are limited and it gets very expensive if you can't go to a government university. Um, and so, um, you know, education is one aspect. The, the the crime is the other aspect. But the the biggest one is is the economy. And unless government turns around. It's very business negative stance in South Africa. And I'm, and I'm not talking about big multinational foreign investment. That stuff is also important. Just making it, it uh, more palatable and, and, and easier for small businesses 
um, in South Africa to, to employ people, to, to grow, um, to not tax them into the earth. Um, uh, there's, there's some quotes doing the rounds, you know, that you can't tax yourself into wealth. Um, and, and certainly, um, you know, the, the, that kind of thing needs to be looked at in South Africa. And, and I know it's contentious and people will, there's going to be a lot of disagreement with me today. Um, but that's what the data is showing me. Um, when I'm looking at people saying political and economic concerns, the, the reading between the lines, that is, I'm scared of losing my assets in the form of my property, um, in the form of my pension, um, and I am scared um, of the fact that the economy has has been either in recession or, or completely flat uh, for for as long as we can remember now. I mean, it's not been that long, but certainly, you know, as far as our... As, as our immediate memory stretches, we're like, when last did we see decent economic growth in this country? And unemployment is skyrocketing, you know, and inequality is skyrocketing. And all of that is a function of the economy. If the president can't fix the economy, this, this thing isn't going to go away. We're going to keep bleeding people. Um, and, and um, you know, the, the uh, countries out there, Canada, the United States, uh, to a lesser extent, the, the United Kingdom, Australia, New Zealand, they're sitting there with open arms ready to welcome our professionals. They, they, they want them, they want us, and they will take them if we chase them away. Now, lastly, Jan, you just mentioned something, and uh, I would like to end off with it. You said you can't tax yourself into wealth. Now, there has been proposals which suggest that uh, immigrants should be taxed in South Africa as well. Tell us a little bit about that. Right. Um, so so messing, messing with tax um, is, is, playing, is always playing with fire. And so... Um, you know, the, 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 the other hope that South Africa has is to be an attractive destination for immigrants um, to, to, to shore up the skills that we're losing um, to, to other countries. And so uh, it's not a fair trade because we tend to import people who don't speak English or at least not as fluently as South Africans would have. Um, and so uh, you, it's, not, it's not necessarily a one-for-one trade, but at least, you know, we can, we can attract those skills um, you know, from from other places um, where South Africa looks like the, the where the grass is greener, right? And if you if you make it unattractive for people to come over, if you um, you know if you if you call if you cause them to be double taxed and and so on, um, they, they're just going to run away. So one has to be very careful with with tax policy um, w- when it comes to that sort of thing, and, and that cuts across the board. It's not just with with immigrant tax, it, it's got to do with the VAT that was increased by a percentage point, and it's got to do with how we, how rates and taxes and electricity tariffs and all kinds of other fees apply to business in South Africa compared to private individuals. Um, and so, th- those are things that that government really seriously has to relook um, to to make sure that we don't keep bleeding um, our best and brightest. Jan, it's always great chatting to you. Thank you so much for uh, waking up this early morning. It's a huge pleasure and a great day to you. You too, man. Cheers. Bye-bye. That's uh, editor-at-large at at my broadband, uh, Jan Vermeulen, chatting a little bit about the South African brain drain.